So here we are, uh, the stage, unhinged. Uh, we kicked off our first show that we did, with, with which was our uh, New Year's Eve show. That was a lot of fun. Then uh, we brought up a, a new co-host, John Sonic, is with us. So Thank that's you. amazing. Yeah, I saw the podcast on New Year's, watched it live. I thought that was a really cool idea. And uh, I remember you were texting in. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I thought that was we awesome. We were watching. Knew there was going to be some uh, Ziggy's All Star stuff on there, so yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, welcome to the stage, Unhinged. Uh, a little bit about what the vision is here is is basically we're 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 going to talk everything uh, Minnesota music, absolutely. Um, it's it just music in general, but we're going to take you from everything from starting a band to way beyond. Now you're probably probably playing festivals and talk about all the good things and of course the bad things it's it's the good the bad the ugly i i I put that out there a lot because while being in a band is great it also has its downfalls and if you're starting a band or trying to join a band you can learn (laughs) from our past experiences right right and i think we do have a lot of information to share for bands and also it's just the ongoing scene Mm -hmm. of what's happening here in the twin cities absolutely we we want to help Everybody's audience grow. These these bands. I mean, everybody works hard. We we especially know how hard everybody works. Right. Uh, you recently retired from from doing the every weekend thing. I'm still doing the every weekend thing. So it's uh, we 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 definitely have a lot of knowledge to share. We, we're going to have guests on the show that have knowledge to share. Um, again, experiences of both the do's and the don'ts. But and also talk about your band and and and. Give the general audience something that I've always wanted to do is give the general audience, people who aren't in bands and might be watching this, an idea of what we go through. Absolutely. Kind of pull back the curtain and let them know, you know, everything that goes into it ought to make you appreciate mm-hmm. it all the more so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they see us out there on the weekend, some some weekdays, depending on festival time, and they, and they see the end result. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole lot more that goes into that. For us, anyway, you know, I mean, even things like leaving your family. Yeah. You know, like last year, I, I uh, didn't see my daughter one summer at all, <laughs> or one weekend during the summer, and that was kind of a bummer. But, I mean, it's just, it's part of the it's part of the gig. It's part of what we do. Yeah, absolutely. It can be tough balancing all of that out, and, you know. So if we have any insights to share on that, uh, we will. Absolutely. It's yeah, going to be a fun journey. We're here to support musicians and local bands, artists, and uh, whether you're a cover act, a tribute band, or original act. Right. Um, yeah, we'd love to have some of uh, some of our great talent around the Twin Cities to come in on the show. Be amazing. Maybe we can get a little uh, acoustic performance or something like that. Be awesome. That sometimes. Awesome. And, um, yeah, definitely do what we can to uh, support Twin Cities local music musicians and um yeah let's rock and aside from doing these shows that we're going to try to do at least twice a month um you never know when we're going to pop up live 
right at a at a bar at a venue where we can have a live audience we'll talk well, more about that later we'll let you know ahead yeah. of time well definitely let you know but you, you just you know we don't we don't know what's going to happen we don't know where we're going to be that's part of i guess the fun yeah <laughs> all of a sudden we're popping up here hey come hang out with us and, and we absolutely encourage you to come hang out with us well yeah. i see it as a very important thing you know that you uh created and i'm glad that you brought me on board and i think um oh it was so it was such an easy (laughs) such an easy like just decision it's like i remember uh just seeing the videos of you performing and then watching you perform and because i have the pleasure of recording you yeah and uh it was just like that guy's got it (laughs) he's he's got it and just watching you interact with people and the way people interact with you it just it made a lot of sense to bring bring you on and i'm so happy that you were like yeah let's do this (laughs) right on so with that uh john tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself what what you bring to the table your background uh yeah my name is john sonic and i've been singing in bands since i was 14 years old which uh, you can do the math, but that was in <laughs> 1988. My first. I won't, I won't tell you how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, uh, learned a lot about um, the business aspect of um, being a band, and through all of that time, so I've been in um, cover bands. Uh, I was in a Stone Temple Pilots tribute act, so I got to know a lot of that uh, community, tribute artists. And now running, we did mention um, the Z's All-Star Jam in Stillwater every other Wednesday. And that has really been very rewarding to me to see, um, to give these people an opportunity to get up on stage with some great musicians and learn firsthand. For some of them, it's their first time ever playing with yeah. a group of people. Yeah. You know, in, in we'll actually a, talk about somebody special here in a little whether bit. Whether it was in a in their basement or whether <laughs> it was uh, on stage. So we're giving them a trial by fire for sure. Well, they get to experience it, it. Yeah, they get to they get to see what it's like. And and I think for a lot of people, wondering if if hey, is this something I want to do? Like everybody yeah. thinks they want to be a rock star, right? Until you're a rock star, and yeah. you're like. Yeah. So it gives them a real chance to get in front of people, and I, I mean, I think that's amazing because it, it it's either going to open you up and you're going to love it and want to run forward to it, or you might be like, eh, maybe I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of guy, which I know some people that are like that too. So, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? You know. But well, I mean, yeah, the the jam is is amazing. Um, I'm I'm Timmy. I've I've been drumming ever since I was two years old. It's uh, you know, it started off with pots and pans type thing, but I mean, music goes back in my family, and we've traced it back a very long ways. I started playing in shows when I was five years old, they're polka shows, but awesome, whatever, you know, you're drumming in front of an audience, making people dance. So yeah, I've had that going. I've done drum corps, marching band, all that good stuff. Started playing bigger shows. I did a, a few few warp tour stints, starting at age eighteen, nineteen, and just been going in original bands, and also now more so cover bands. Uh, punk rock is my life. So anytime somebody wants to make something faster, harder, I'm all for it. Elvis, by the way, which <laughs> talk about that. You were singing with him this last weekend. Every Elvis song sounds good, punk rock, in, in, in the punk rock style. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard too many of them. We're going to have to work something up, I think. There's there's definitely some good ones out there. 
So, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so let's talk about um, the jam. Every other Wednesday right now, except for March, it's going to be two Wednesdays in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a little flexible sometimes with people's personal schedules and uh, right. trying to make it work and still keeping it, you know, at least a twice a month event. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people would go nuts if they didn't have it. Uh, Yeah, I'm starting to see just how much uh, people really do enjoy it and look forward to it. And um, yeah, that's a blessing to me to see how much it means to them. So uh, we'll show a quick video here, uh, what we're going to call the John Sonic Educational Minute. So let's uh, cut to that. Oh, yeah. So... um, one time a couple of jams ago, I did a little short PSA um, requested by Mr. Baker. And people wanted me to make that uh, a recurring event. So um, something I, I thought of watching Ryan, which would be a good PSA. I like how you've, you've gotten more comfortable on the stage and you're owning it. So for all of you performers that come up, you notice phones out all over taking pictures of you. Do something for those pictures because they're going to last forever. So while you're up here on stage, feel free to own this place. Be comfortable. Put on a show. That's why we're all here. So this time, let's be show people. Huh? All right. So welcome back. Now we just saw John's educational minute. And this, this, uh, this time around was about stage presence. Yeah, it was. It's um, interesting. I didn't really intend to do these, but uh, at, at one jam, our, our our great sound man Jeff Baker was like, "Hey, can you just say something about people using the microphone and you know, don't point it at the monitors, don't <laughs> hold your hand over it while you're singing." Right, right. And so I did that, and, and Timmy makes a video of it and posts oh, I, it. I, I watched it. I'm like, "Oh, this has got to be its own thing." Like. <laughs> yeah, everybody thought, well, now you better make this a series and keep doing these yeah. uh, little informational things. I'm like, really? I Is mean, that something it helps people want? Bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's looking for that advice. And I mean, the microphone thing was great, especially for like what we talked about for the people coming to the jam that are brand new that have never done this before. Yeah. They don't know not to go like this. Right. They don't know not to hold it down. Um, so being new, I mean, it's definitely good to have that information yeah absolutely and i think what's always been very near and dear to my heart and very important is be a showman when you're on stage yes you know it's um you could be the most talented band in the world but if you all just stand up there you might as well be listening to a jukebox nobody likes to watch a robot right and i mean those are some those those are some of the bands and and we'll start getting into this in, in later episodes but those are some of the bands that are most successful Right, that are doing the bigger shows because they're. I mean, they also rehearse what they're doing sometimes. But spontaneity is also really good. But they're they're out there. They're not just this is my section of the stage. This is my three yeah. by three square. Stay away from me. No, they own right the entire thing. Like everybody's bubbles getting popped. Yeah, it's <laughs> you have to make a connection with your audience mm-hmm. as quickly as possible yes. because you you capture them then mm-hmm. and that energy will build the entire night. 
between you and the audience. Right. And so, yeah, most of my favorite bands, I look at the front man and it's like, he's an incredible performer mm -hmm. when he's on stage. Yep. You know, he's got style. He's got a great voice. He, you know, works the crowd so well that um, those are very important things to me. And I did notice when I said that early on in the jam Wednesday night, they they all picked up they, on it. They took off on it. Yeah, they did. Everybody put on such a cool, great show, and I could tell that they all stepped it up. The energy was just fantastic Wednesday night. See, and then when I'm, when I'm recording it, I, I have well now I have six cameras set up, but I have you know there's there's five stationary cameras, so I got one on each side of the stage covering the whole stage, drummer, keyboard. Um, now that we have a keyboard, you have a keyboard player. But I have one that I'm constantly moving and trying to get different angles. And I noticed that I wasn't able to just sit in my normal spot and capture. I actually had to move yeah. to make sure I was getting people moving on stage and doing so that. I mean, that was, I mean, and that's fine with me. I don't care. I, I have a, a monopod that I use that I can move around. So that makes it nice for me. But it was nice to have to actually get up and move like, oh, wait. I'm right. not, I can't just sit here anymore. Yeah. So yeah, they took that information to heart. Definitely. And we've seen so much growth for a lot of these performers that have been coming for weeks and weeks. It, you see that build. And yeah, for a newcomer who's maybe never been on stage before, I know you're nervous. You're going to be looking at your guitar, make sure you're not going to screw up. Right. But then the next step from that mm -hmm. is to, okay, now engage. Get it, get the first one out. Yeah. Get it and out. You'd, you'd see some of these uh, seasoned players, you know, and they're out there rocking right. out, and they're just uh, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then it would be a stark contrast where if somebody was really inside themselves, that's very noticeable. Right. But this whole level I've seen get better and better each time, and it's really become... You know, I think it's a great show to sit back and watch. It is. And, I mean, the thing is, is is you can sit back and watch, but with a lot of these performers, and especially after what, you know, the, the educational minute that we had this last time, I mean, you're, you're also not just going to sit back and watch. You're going to get up and have a good time with these guys. And it, it, I think it works out. It's great. It's in the middle of the week, so it's a great breakdown, right? And then you're these people are coming up on stage and especially the newbies who are trying to break out of their shell. So they, they took what you said. They're like, we're going to run with this. And I mean, everybody's up, everybody's moving, everybody's dancing, everybody's having a great time. Yeah. And it's just, it's so awesome to watch. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm behind a camera, but I'm still seeing everything going on and right. it's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, the following that we've had and the fans that we have are so fantastic. It's amazing to see a dance floor packed at 7 PM on a Wednesday, you know? Yeah, and because, it doesn't stop. Right. You and I have been in bands for years and years and years, and, you know, usually that first set is kind of stale. <laughs> well, people are getting drinks in them. <laughs> Those are your sleeper songs. Right. <laughs> before they're really... Your mom and pops. ...getting, uh, you know, up to feeling like they might dance, you know, after a few drinks. But, but I mean, you also set the set list to be what it is. And I feel like every time I look at the set list, I'm like, this is banging every time. Like yeah. there's, it, it, it's it's a nice flow of of the way the songs. Like it's almost like you're looking at your own band. Okay, how would I want this set list? Absolutely, I've always uh, taken pride in putting together a set list and thinking, okay, this should kind of flow 
There should be like a yes. wave to it. You want to start out big and grab everyone. And then if you've got some of your uh, slower ballads or something, mm-hmm. you got to work those in, but then gradually bring it back up. And by the time you get to the end, you know, you're, you're rocking hard. The, the, the climax should almost never die down. Right. And we'll talk more about set list in a minute because there is a science to it. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's not a one size fits all. But you seem to, I mean, Ziggy's, we know, you know, the crowd that's coming through there, you know, who's going to be there the majority of the time. So, I mean, you have it set pretty well that, you know, hey, if I, here's the flow and it's going to, and it works, it works. And, but also I should mention, I mean, the songs that we're playing on any given night, I I don't pick those. Everybody who signs up. So you have to make a new set list every single time. Right. They pick what we're going to play yeah. from a list of, uh, I think we've got over 130 songs they can choose from at this point. And we keep adding new ones. And yeah, people will have something in mind that they want to do. Right. And if they can talk musicians into uh, coming up with them and you don't need the house band, well, you can play whatever you want. Right. Within within limits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this last week also uh, at the jam, we lost somebody. Special to us, we lost uh, Izzy. Yeah, we did. That was uh, that was kind of a. I mean, I remember she. So she's been there since the beginning, right? And she was there when I um, first came in back in December. And I mean, she was very welcoming. She was very just talkative and was very interested in what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Izzy is. Um, she's a, a great server. And her yeah. first day was our first day. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, we got to know her, but just such a great, cool girl and yeah. kind personality. Absolutely. And, uh, just became a favorite of pretty much everybody yep. that came to the jam. And so we couldn't let her leave without joining the band. So we right. got her up on stage to sing. And uh, yeah, that was great. So she's forever part of the band now. Yeah, she is. Uh, and what I did was, um, and this was a, this was totally spontaneous. Is we did a quick interview with her, uh, kind of an exit interview, oh, if you will. Um, now I apologize now for the sound. I was not expecting this, so I didn't have any of my like lavalier mics. We were using the straight microphones from the camera, so I tried to edit the best I could. I could, but uh, um, let's uh, check this one out. Yeah, I want to see it. Hey, what's up? I'm Tony Thirteen here at Ziggy's All Star Jam. Uh, this is a sad day for us. This is the last night with Izzy. She's, she's been here longer than me, actually. We've been here since the start. Day one. It was my second day. Oh, that what, was it really? Yeah, it was like my second or first day. Yeah. That's crazy. So you're leaving. Yes. That's awesome. I know. Awesome. You've been amazing. What have been some of your favorite parts? Um, honestly. I have not had a bad week. Like this entire, every time that we have this, it's great every single time. Um, I would say that probably my favorite moments are, you know, I'm a server, so like I'm trying to take care of everybody, but my favorite moments are probably when I can, you know, get out on the dance floor and like, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, and then obviously tonight I got to sing for the first time. Yeah, how was that? It was so, I was so nervous. I've never sang with a band before. Really? Um, no, it was my first time. So I will say that um, if you're planning on doing this, um, maybe listen to some like, live versions of the music that you're playing to because I was only going based off of karaoke versions. And so when I got up there, 
and I heard the live music, I was like, oh my god, it sounds so much different. Um, so that's like a little bit tidbit. If you've never performed the band before, listen to live versions so you know what you're going to hear when you're on stage. It's actually great advice. Uh, listen to the actual song, not the karaoke. Not the karaoke version. Live versions are always good. I prefer yes. live versions. So what are you gonna miss? The yeah. I'm gonna miss the people for sure. Um, I have met some super amazing, talented people since my six months of working here. Um, six months of this. Um, I yeah, for sure the people and just seeing, you know, my favorite one of my favorite parts is probably seeing people who have never played together play and it just kill it. They kill it and it's it's like so awesome to just be like. Walking around with a tray and then being like, oh my god. And they're doing so good, they're rocking, all that good stuff. And then obviously the showcase fans are always super sick. Yes. I did enjoy watching you tonight. Uh, the it does work. Yes. You, yes. You were getting down. That was awesome. Yes. And then during walk, you and April were throwing down. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know we're all going to miss you. It's, it, it's been so much fun. So, your final goodbye to Thank you to everybody who came and did the All Stars and you know made my night super awesome. I'm gonna miss you. And thank you to everybody who supports this because this is a super awesome thing. Um, and I'm so glad that I was got to make it. This is Izzy. Her last night with us. Hopefully, we'll see her down the road. Maybe she'll stop by. From the stage, unhinged. Izzy, Timmy. All right, so that was uh, that was Izzy's goodbye. Um, we wish her the best of luck uh, in Chicago, and yeah, I mean, hopefully she'll come and hang out with us again sometime when if she's ever in the cities. Yeah, yeah, we hope to see her again, and definitely do wish her well. Absolutely. When you brought this up, I thought somebody had died or something. Oh, we lost. I mean, kind of. Part of us did. did. <laughs> part part of our souls died. Who died? So, uh, the next jam. Uh, this this is our is this our longer and yeah, this is our longer intermission. Yeah, so we'll be back uh, March thirteenth. Will be the next one Wednesday, seven to ten, same as always. But uh, what will be different? Usually, we have a spotlight, a showcase act that can play a thirty-minute set in the middle of the jam. So we have one hour-long jam set. We take a break to get the showcase band set up. They can rock out their stuff and show us what they got for 30 minutes. Then we convert back to the gym for another hour. Coming up on March 13th, we are not going to have a showcase. We're just going to jam all night long, and we're going to get some more uh, musicians up there than we normally do. It's become... Something that uh, fills up rather quickly. With I, oh my gosh! I, I'm I'm noticing, and if if you are watching this, and you, you know, you watch the Facebook posts. Yeah, jams open five minutes later. Jams closed. Right. It's quick. Yeah, it went. Somebody made the joke. Uh, right. Somebody's sitting there just refreshing, waiting for it. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, in the very beginning, I, I had to uh, pull in a lot of favors, and I'd be calling people directly and telling them, "You're coming down to." sing at this jam <laughs> you don't get a choice <laughs> right you're and, needed uh, no a lot of great people did and once it started picking up it found a life of its own and yet like you said we've had them fill up in 30 minutes 
And uh, to me, that's amazing that people want to be part of it so much that they're going to kind of rearrange their lives a little bit to be ready to To, sign up. To sign up. Um, One thing real quick that I wanted to touch on and that people may not know, if you are a showcase band or a band that wants to be a part of the showcase, rather, how do they go about doing that? That's not the normal sign up, I imagine. Uh, not the normal sign up, but you go about it same way. There is a link on the website to uh, sign up a showcase act. Okay. Um, it's also been very popular. I'd say right now we probably have spots open January of next year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there you go. There you have it. All of that can change, and I think it it might. Uh, well, I mean, even the jams change because I mean this last one you know we had singers that had something come up yeah anything anything yeah. especially during the week anything can come up i mean right you never know some band that signed up to play in august might so not just be together in august <laughs> be ready to be on that standby list the reality of it all yeah so when you sign up you know we can give you a date that is set and you can also check a box that says hey please keep me on the wait list so if something falls out or um, I might drop a little uh, hint here. If we were to add another Wednesday jam, that would open up a lot more spots for showcase acts dum, coming dum, dum. up. <laughs> hint, he says. Hint. So possible, yeah. Ah, uh, no, uh, no. We're we're. I know it's a no hold show, but we're holding on to that one. Yeah, a little bit for now. We'll we'll talk about it again later. But um, things are in the works. Yeah, we definitely want to do what we can to make sure that more people can get in when they want to. And it certainly seems like, yeah, more people want to. They want more of it. I I would agree with that 100%. We are, you know, always trying to see what we can do about that. So, moving on. Now to get into the neg- the nitty-gritty of the stage unhinged. Um, oh, starting a band. Right. Uh, do you remember starting your first band? Yeah. Well, did you start absolutely. it or did you join it? Um, at that point, I joined it. But there were years before where, you know, we fantasized and <laughs> built guitars out of cardboard you know mine was a broomstick tennis rackets or something yeah you know? mine was and always the broom just acted a fool because um <laughs> you know everybody falls in love with music in their own way and mm-hmm. um but you know you're gonna grow up around music but what hits you and what tells you I got to do that. Right. You know, so it's that inspiration that really is the spark that starts you on a band. And, you know, that, I think the biggest influence of that is seeing a live performance. 100%. You could watch it on MTV or you could listen to it on the radio, but seeing a live band and it's the energy. Yeah. And it's an energy that that you can't explain. That tells you, I got to do this. Yeah. And yeah, I can tell you a story. I was 10 years old and this this band here on my t-shirt, they're called Obsession. Okay. They were uh started from North St. Paul. And I grew up in North St. Paul and they were playing at 
our local high school there in the gymnasium, right? <laughs> so these guys are an original act, and just, um, I yeah, I was just a little kid, went and saw that, and blew me away. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I need to do that. And um, as time went on, you know, it, it comes out what, <laughs> you know, you think about what, position you want to be in the band and i always just felt like you know i'm gonna be that lead singer you definitely got it and there's no question years and years of researching singers and uh, deciding what you like and what influences you and what you feel works well what you want to try to adopt and adapt and make it part of you and so yeah, the first band that I joined was in eighth grade. Okay. And uh, so the end of the year, we had the school talent show. And uh, a buddy of mine and myself, we are the MCs. And I don't know if you remember this bit from Saturday Night Live way back in the day. It was uh, Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon playing Hans and Franz. Yes. So they are these big bodybuilder guys, you know, are going to get you pumped up. <laughs> so we ripped off their act and we we emceed as Hans and Franz, you know, and want to pump you up. <laughs> so we did the show and some of our other friends had um started a band. So they were playing, they played a couple of songs. And um it wasn't long after that that uh I was asked to to sing because I don't know they didn't want their <laughs> singer they had, and you know tried out doing that and just thought this was the greatest thing. I remember the first song that I ever learned to sing with the band was "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses. How hard was that? It, I feel like that's one of Axel's tougher songs. I was kind of a late bloomer, so I think I hadn't really even hit puberty yet. <laughs> <laughs> Made it a little easier for you? Yeah, I think it was easier. But uh, then, you know, you spend time and you learn about how those tones um, came to be. You know, how did Axl Rose become Axl Rose? He didn't always sing that way. Right. And you fiddle around with that. And I, I always tried to learn to, as a cover singer, you know, do my best to adapt and emulate the style right. of the person I'm performing as. Because, I don't know, maybe part of it is I always felt like nobody wanted to see me sing these songs. They wanted to see the real person sing the songs. Right, right. So you, you try to just give them that element of, um, you know, sincerity or w- what they hope to hear. And And something we'll get into. I feel like as a singer, you don't have a lot of room to really improvise. Like as a drummer, I I mean I as long as I'm keeping the root of the song, I can throw in a fill here or change a fill here. You as a singer don't have that option. Well, I think because of what I said, trying to be what people mm-hmm. are expecting, they they want to hear it played the way it is on the radio. <laughs> and sometimes that makes it more of a challenge because right. A lot of uh, singers, even of their own songs that they wrote, 
they're cheating them when they're doing it live. Yeah. And they might sing it in a way that makes it easier for them to sing all of these songs, you know, and maybe right. they're up there three hours singing. They want to get more mileage out of their voice. So yep. they're finding ways to sing it differently. Maybe sometimes they're even um, bringing it down a key mm -hmm. or something, you know. Going going lower, right. higher. I notice that one a lot. But, um, you know, if you do that live and somebody comes and sees that you just did it, in a lower key than it was recorded. Well, they think you're not a very good singer. You couldn't even do it the way he does. And, and I think it's, for that, it's just people that don't understand. Yeah. And that's when you're singing that much, you're, you're, it's a muscle. And I mean, right. you gotta, you gotta make sure that that muscle is working top notch. Yeah. So yeah, you have to make changes. And sometimes I've seen bands change things live. And I'm like, that's actually cooler than what you did on the record. Like, right. I like that. I like yeah. that version a lot, but why wasn't that there? And, you know, we, we, there was a, there's a saying is that records, when you're recording, they're, they're, they're never done. They're just given up on, yeah. you know, cause you can always go back and put right. it's like at some point you just got to give up on it and send it back. In. Yeah. Let it be. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, I mean, starting a band, it's, 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 it's not, it's not easy. No. It's not easy. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes time. Um, I mean, whether it's a cover band, whether it's an original band, yeah, I feel like an original band might be maybe a little bit easier than a cover band because an original band, you know you know exactly, like, I'm going to do metal. I'm going to do rock. I'm going to do grunge, whatever it is. So you are able to find those like-minded people that want to do that exact same style as you, and it's going to flow. Yeah. Being in a cover band, you have a lot more choices to make. You have to decide what songs you want to do. Do you want to be more poppy? Do you want to be more rock? Do you want to be more country? Do you? There's so many avenues. And I mean, mixing them is also an option. But then now it's like, okay, how do you mix it and find a flow? But then you, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, is you want to make sure that, that you're building a show. Right. That's the most important thing is building a show. Like when if you're starting a band or joining a band, whatever the case is, you I always had the, the notion of thinking of your future. So like if I'm going through songs and deciding what I wanna what I wanna bring to a band, it's like okay, how do you, imagine what it's like live. Imagine all the players, how are they how are they are are they able to really rock out to it and, and have fun with it, or is it more a robotic Mm -hmm. song where you're going to be more robotic on stage and that's a big part of choosing your, your set list and then finding people you know i think one thing is you have to um if, if you're starting a band and you're the band leader one thing you want to make clear is and something you just mentioned which we actually probably might differ on a little which is totally fine uh are you going to do it exactly like the record mm -hmm. that was originally done or are you going to kind of keep the root of the song obviously you're going to keep the, the 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 guts of the song but maybe make it your own a little bit because that's going to make a difference too on who you're bringing into your band because there are some people that will not deviate mm -hmm. and that's for whatever reason that might be they they just want to do it exactly how it's written and that's fine i am more of a person who says let's make this our own how can we add the crowd what cool things can we do and oftentimes what I'm actually end up doing is I will try to find a live version of a song. Oh, yeah. And if I can find a live version and I'll listen to that live version and, and kind of see what's different and see what they're doing live, 
And a lot of times that's what I'm taking from because the live version, I mean, obviously there, there's a reason why that band would take poison. For example, look at some of the ways that they do their live songs. Like when they break down, um, uh, nothing but a good time. He, he does a little bit, you know, extended in the middle, but he's, he's working the crowd and he's having fun with the crowd. And to me, when you're doing a show, stuff like that is so important. Mm. Because, yeah, you want your crowd dancing, and everything, but I've always had the notion that I want to give my audience a concert-like feel as well. You know, because we, yeah, we get a lot of bands that come through Minnesota, but we also don't get a lot of bands that come through Minnesota, so we might be playing that song with a band you've always wanted to see, but haven't, so we want to make you feel like you're at that show. What, yeah. are, what are kind of your thoughts on that? Well, no, I agree, and I, yeah, I didn't want to sound like I'm very rigid as, you right. know, it's got to be performed like the record. But it's, um, people, you, oftentimes you have a very short first impression that you can make. Extremely short. On, uh, you know, a potential fan of your band. So I think oftentimes they judge uh, your ability based on if you sound like that band. Right. You know, but then once you bring them in and certainly there are, there's so many elements of what you can bring into a live performance. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to another point you brought up about starting a band. How do you choose, you know, the type of music you're going to play, the genre or um, styles? And I think it really, you know, from my point of view, I feel like it should come from what made you want to do this in right. the first place? Your influences. Do the stuff that you love and always have loved because that's going to come out of you. Right. If you choose something that you're not even interested in, like, I'll say it, I don't like country music. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to... I think a lot of people are going to agree with you on that. I, I don't mind some of it. but If I were to say... Um, yeah, I'm going to audition for a country band and I'm going to take that gig because, uh, it, you know, these are established guys and they make a hell of a living, you know, doing this. I wouldn't enjoy it. I, right. would, I would be using music as a business. At that point, it truly feels like a job. Right. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense too. Or the other thing you could do, and I'm seeing, I'm actually seeing a lot more bands kind of do this, is take a style that you like. If you really like rock. But you know these pop songs are gonna work. Oh sure, rock them up. Be, I, as long as you do a good job and you're not butchering the song, people are gonna like it. People are gonna enjoy it because it, it's it's kind of a fresh take. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you you've heard that version so many times and you'll hear people say, "Oh my god, that song is so overplayed," and then you bring kind of a fresh take on it and they're like oh wow th that's actually really cool and all of a sudden they're singing and they're they're having fun with you so that that is an option too is i mean i i know my band that i'm in now we take a lot of country songs and we rock them out more so you, you know you're not getting the banjo you're not getting oh. you're getting full electric guitars distortion and that, that's just what you're getting that's because that's what we do and that's what we enjoy and it works as long as it works and that's the big thing is it has to work and a lot of times i think you'll you'll hear it you know, when you're in rehearsal, you're in practice, you'll, you, you'll start playing something like, you know what, that's actually, it doesn't, it's not doing the song any justice. Right. It doesn't sound that good. Let's, on to the next. You know, so I, I agree 100%. It's, it's make sure you're, you are enjoying what you're doing. Because if you're not, yeah, it's a job. Um, <laughs> right. 
And back to the initial spark, you know, starting a band. Uh, of course, ideally, you, you take a few of your buddies and you pick what spots you're going to do. You go get some crappy instruments and you suck at it. <laughs> you suck at it for a long time, but you keep uh, practicing keep and yeah. you take lessons and you learn and you get better. And, you know, all of that growth makes you so much better as a musician. Absolutely. Um, but I know, you know, I know a lot of players that, um, you know, maybe they learn to play an instrument because they love it and but they've just never taken that step you know to join a band so they might be extremely talented you know maybe it's a guitar player he's he's a great great guitar player would really um help any band he chose to be in and right. could easily find one and step into it and start auditioning and then it's um it's a different way of going about it but it also you know, it gives you a step up from having to go through that whole period of just uh, playing awful noise. <laughs> Making your neighbors go crazy. Yeah, and there uh, there were many years of that for me in eighth grade. Ninth grade. <laughs> well, eighth grade. yeah, yeah. like I said earlier, I was, I was a punker, so imagine how my neighbors felt right. hearing, hearing screams and all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, it it, it all... All it boils down to do what you love. Don't do what you think you have to do. And if you think you have to do it, find a way to do it in a way that you love. Yeah. Otherwise, you're never going to enjoy it. And you're just going to want out. There's so many people, I don't, don't want to do this anymore. Why? I'm, just, I'm not having fun. Why are you not having fun? Because this music sucks. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of your choice. <laughs> you can change it. Yeah. You I can mean, change it. If you started doing this because you loved it, then it, you should find a way to love it again. If Always go back to that love. It's so important. I mean, I know that even I hit a while there where I was like, why am I drumming? I, I mean, I love drumming. That's, that's, I live and breathe it, but there were, and this is actually recent. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore. Well, and yeah, and you and I talked about, um, you have all of these different outside influences too, you know? Mm -hmm. You've got other things going on in your life. We're doing this for fun, so it's a, you, most of us have a full time job on top of that, and families that um, you know we want to spend time with. Yep. And you get taken away from that, so it's um, then you just have to find balance. But see, for me, I can't remember what it was, but like last night was great. We, we and this is this is just to go off of what you had mentioned earlier is, is going to that live show. So last night I was at, you know, Pennywise and Dropkick Murphys, two of the bands that have been my biggest influences. And just watching, I mean, I always watch the drummers, obviously, and just watching them go at it and, and watching the crowd, watching the band. I'm like, that's why I do what I do right there. Because I, I, I hope for that same energy, that same interaction, reaction. So you do what you love. And, and like, yeah, if, if you are questioning it, then, then sometimes you do need to take a step back and ask yourself and, and find out what it is. Um, but starting a band, if you're, if you're a band leader, again, original, uh, cover, I mean, I think it is important to have an established leader, somebody who kind of takes reins on, on, on the business side, we'll say, 
Yeah. Right, because booking and all this stuff we'll get into later, but booking is is a big thing. Having one point of contact. Cause if you right. have yeah. if you have so many point of contact, you know, message is going to get lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you do know, like, okay, I'm going to start a cover band. This is what I want. Communicate that effectively. Don't you know if if you know in your heart. You've made up your mind. We're doing these songs. We're doing it this way. Then communicate that. Don't blow smoke up people. And I, I'm experienced speaking. Don't blow smoke up people to, to get them in your band because you want your band to take off. It's better to take the time to find the right players that are going to fit what you want to do and that are on board with you. It, it, it's going to be less friction. <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot less friction. And yeah, it's... Um the term band leader doesn't necessarily mean that there's a hierarchy to the band. Right. You are like the king of the band and everybody has to listen to what you say. It's the point of contact that you brought up is extremely important. Yes. Whether you're dealing with a booking agent or a bar, whoever's, um, could be anything. you know, you're talking to, Yeah. they want it to be the same person. Exactly. Um, and you can, so, it, it's easy to relay the message and it doesn't get lost. And you can have a complete democracy in your band, but somebody you has could. to be the one person that takes everything you agreed upon and then voice that right. to you. And, and the other thing is, if you are going to have a democracy in your band, you are going to give people a say, don't, and I literally have had this said to me before, and I'm never going to mention, we're never going to mention names of anybody that's negative. So I, uh, if you think this is you, I'm sorry, but uh, I did have somebody in, in an email was like, I'm not trying to be a dictator, but we're going to do exactly what I say. I was like, and I responded, it's it's exactly what a dictator is. So uh, I'm not in that band anymore. Um, But you know what? They're doing well. They, they found players that, that are doing what he wanted and good for them. I just didn't fit. And I don't, I I mean, I never wished him anything bad. It just, sometimes, and that's just it. Sometimes you're not going to fit. Right. Right? Personalities can exactly. collide, and it, it it can be. Yeah, I've worked with um, a lot of different people now, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it's been, I've expected to say, you know, I need to know everyone's opinion about this, and sometimes right. they're like, just do whatever you want, and we'll follow. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Okay. See, and I have been told, oh, do what you want, and when I do what I want, then I get yelled at, I'm like, wait, but. You just told me to do what I want. So, I mean, I, I think it is clear. It is good to have clear communication. You know, if I am, and I've always said this, and, and, I, and I, I take criticism. I try to take criticism well. Um, I know some don't. But, like, if somebody tells me that I'm doing something that they don't like or that maybe want me to try it different, I, I'm, I'm open to that. You know, maybe they're seeing something I don't see. Right. And, and, and vice versa. I, I might, you know, I might say to a guitar player, hey, try to do this lick with me. Or, you know, we might do a pause or something. We try it. It either works or it doesn't. And I mean, that, but just be clear, communicate, be effective with with your bandmates. Because if you're not, it, it, like I said, you're going to have friction, and you're just going to have problems from the from the start. Right. And that's like anything else, you know. You have friction with people you work with on a day to day basis, or friction in your family. It's a uh, you know, it it's not something specific to music and being in a band it's just how how are you going to communicate with one another to get over past that right you know and i mean if you're if if you're joining or starting joining or starting a cover band and you know you really want to 
maybe you don't know the direction you want to take or maybe you want to kind of try a few different things, I highly encourage go out and see bands. Go out and see the bands, the, the ones that are that are successful, and I get that's all perspective, but, but watch what they're doing. See what they're doing. I'm not saying emulate them. I'm not saying copy them, but just at least you're going to get an idea of of their stage presence. Okay, obviously the stage presence is working. Also, the, the one thing I'll say is notice what songs clear the dance floor because um, yeah. that is important. It, I've been in bands in the past where we're doing good, we're doing good, and then we play that one song that clears the dance floor, and what sucks is sometimes you never get them back, <laughs> and that hurts. Yeah, it can, it can happen. Um, uh, yeah. But I think, from my perspective, I've always hated the idea of, well, we've got to play these songs that we can't stand because that'll get people out on the dance floor. Right. Like, no, you can play songs that you love mm-hmm. and still get people out onto the dance floor. I mean, you think about the history of rock and roll music, and all of these songs are popular. Right. Right. People have heard of them before. Mm-hmm. So I bet when that band goes out and plays them, they play them to 15, 20,000 people. Right. And they're going nuts for it. Right. So there are people out there that are going to love these songs. Sometimes it's not the right audience. Wrong, wrong bar, wrong area. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think you can always, you know, stay true to yourself and play the music that you love and build that following mm-hmm. that's going to love hearing you play those songs. Absolutely. It's, it's it, it, like you said, it's finding your audience, yeah. which there, there's something out there for everybody, right? Um, oh, I, had a, I had a train of thought. Oh, it, it's when, you, when you're creating your set list and your songs, it doesn't matter what genre, there's no, while there is a science to your flow, there's no one size fits all. You know, I, I've done things where we're at this bar, we're playing these songs, and they work phenomenally. We've got them all night. Then you go to the other side of the state, and you're playing that same set list, and everybody's like, what the hell is this? You know, and, and so right. you gotta, you have to be willing to adjust. So that brings the question, I mean, an average set list is what, 40, 45 songs for a three-hour set? For a night, yeah. So, I mean... When you're starting out, how do you think that do you would you recommend saying okay we got our forty five songs or would you say learn sixty and oh, adjust on the fly if needed because you you might be going one direction with with certain set of songs and this could be any genre again but you're like okay they're not liking these ones let's try a couple yeah. of these ones and um, you know if while you're working your way up to that three hour night. Mm-hmm. There are always are these opportunities around, like being a showcase act in the right. middle of a jam. Where you can really test it. There are, there are more than one jam, you know. They're all over the place. <laughs> they are. And they have showcase two of them, spots. Two of them I know for sure. Two, yeah. uh, are the Ziggies being right. one of them, so obviously, in January of 2025. You only need, once you're up to, heck, five, six, seven songs that you feel like really represent who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, go play one of these 30-minute showcase spots. Try it out. Yeah, you see how it feels Mm -hmm. to be up on stage with your band and how people are going to respond In front of an audience. Right. Extremely important because what you're playing in your garage and and what you're, you know, obviously, like I said, you're, you're, I always try to think about the future, but what I think may not be reality. 
So you, I, I think you're absolutely right. Get in front of that audience, you know, and test the waters. Yeah. I mean, you're going to learn that over and over and over again. Um, you know, I was in the same band for 10 years and we still kept learning new songs thinking, this is going to be so great. This is going to go over so well. And it's kind of like you're disappointed after you play. Right, like, right. I mean. Um, that was nothing like I had hoped. We were doing, was it two weekends? I can't remember what my band was playing. We were doing we were doing awesome. Things were going great. And, I mean, we, we got to an ACDC song where normally everybody gets up on ACDC. Like, you know, everybody's ready to rock. But for whatever reason, that night, it didn't work. And I remember my guitar player, and he literally was pouting, like, where did everybody go? And, I'm like, and, and to me, it's Highway to Hell. And, and Highway to Hell is one of my favorite songs to play. It's just, it's, I mean, it's just one of the ones where I get to hit hard. And so, to, and we always have the audience right there, you know, singing along. So to lose the audience that night over that song, I was like, it's a head scratcher. Like, what the hell happened here? Yeah, oftentimes you don't know. And maybe it's some outside influence that changed things. Or, but you just, um, you know, give it a few tries. If it happens the same each time, then now you start to think maybe this isn't going to work. Right. But don't, uh, yeah, don't get discouraged if one night no. it, it was a dud. And it, the adverse can be the same as well. Like um, we had a, a song, "Boys Are Back in Town" by Thin Lizzy. Love that song. Never would have expected this massive group of you know 21 year old dudes to be out rocking out to this song because i'm like right. you guys know this yeah and sometimes sometimes you're really shocked right it's like uh i thought you'd just refer to us as you know people from the 1900s <laughs> <laughs> some songs are, are where i'm like i i because we'll, we'll call audibles and i'll kind of look at the guitar player and be like are you sure you want to do that one? Like, I, I just don't think it's going to work. And we do it. And, and sometimes, yeah, you're like, okay. And I, I, I have to sit there and give them the nod, like, good call. And uh, good call. yeah, another thing along those lines, and I know we'll get into a, another episode talking about um, the show itself mm -hmm. and once you're established and you're playing. Um, but yeah, read your audience. 100%. And if your set 100%. list... 100%. If you look at the next song that's coming up in your set list and you know you've got a big crowd right now that's hanging on what you're doing and maybe that next song was going to be uh, one of your slower ones, well... Change it. Yeah. Change it. Grab something else and just keep that yeah. energy up. Absolutely. Oh, come back to that later. Right. But, uh, you can always yeah. come back. Grab on to that energy while you've got it and keep it. Yes. And if you're going to go into something slow, find a way to keep their energy through that. And what I would do often, and you've seen me, is uh, take it out into the audience. <laughs> I love that. that. That, to me, is the greatest thing. I actually bought my monopod because you did that. I'm like, <laughs> i got to be able to follow them. So... <laughs> Right, doing a slower song like uh, Creep or Champagne Supernova or something like that, I always felt like now's the time for me to go make a scene of myself. Right, and, and that's exactly what we do. We do uh, What's Up, Four Non Blonde, mm. and the singer will go out and, and she does her thing. Sometimes she's giving the microphone to other people, um, which is not always good when you have in-ears in. <laughs> 
Uh, no, no offense to anybody in the audience. I mean, we love that you're doing it regardless, but you know, you hear, you hear everybody singing and everybody having a good time. And that's the song. Those are the songs to do it. Whereas, you know, you might be doing, uh, say talk dirty to me. You, you're going to stay on stage and you're going to do the whole crowd yeah. on that one. At least that's my thought. So that absolutely. I, I'm glad you said that because yeah. that it's another factor of stage presence. Right. And I've learned from doing that, that oftentimes that will be kind of the icebreaker that gets people to realize that they can't look away. Right. And they want to follow what you're doing. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, if you're doing something slower that you think might lose people, well, then just go out and get them and right. grab their attention. And don't do it in a creeper way. <laughs> I've seen people do that and we're like, ooh, right. maybe you should have stayed on stage. But just, I mean, you know what to do. We're, we're all professional we're all adults. Yeah. It, it, you know, just have fun. That's the biggest thing is have fun. When yeah, you're going out there and you have such charisma, when even when you're walking around, I mean. I have tested out the structure of a few tables and chairs before. <laughs> and, um, yeah. It's not make, sure, make sure your bar's insured. <laughs> not to say I haven't fallen off and broken my foot um, on occasion. <laughs> Whoops. Accidents happen. It's all rock and roll, right? Absolutely, and that's what makes it fun. Give I yourself mean. to it. Um, so also with starting a band, and I, and I, I, you know, we talk about cover and original, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards cover. At, at what I'm saying, or what I'm going to say here is, you, you need to establish how much free time you have. You know, because some people's goal is to play one or two times a month. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Some people want to be playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. Right. And that's also fine. But if you're like us and you're married and you're going to have, you have the potential for pissed off wives at home <laughs> or, or husbands or, or whatever the case, because you're not home. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's just another thing that you need to communicate when starting. Absolutely. Is, uh, okay. What's our target? How many times a month do we want to play? Where do we want to play? Mm-hmm. Um, How far are you willing things, to travel? Right. All of those things are very important to get out early on. Yes. We we haven't even talked about what is uh, maybe one of the most important things. What's that? What are you going to call your band? Oh, <laughs> right? the naming. That, the naming. That's usually the worst. You... you <sighs> have sheets full of like hundreds of ideas and you talk about them and somebody loves one and the other no no i hate that and (laughs) i feel like tribute bands are a little easier to name sure because i mean you can name your band after a song after a lyric an album or uh exactly i i i'm in i if anybody out there is watching i i want to start an event sevenfold tribute band um older Avenged Sevenfold from Nightmare Back. Yes, I am advertising right now. Uh, and I already have the name from for the band, which is from their uh, Wake in the Fallen album, Chapter 4. I don't know. Just to me, like, pops like that. Like, we're going to go see Chapter 4. And for Avenged Sevenfold fans, they know that's an Avenged Sevenfold tribute band. So a tribute act, I feel, is a little bit easier. But yeah, when it comes to a cover band or even original band, you need to find something that pops, that sticks out, and that grabs, I mean, if you have, I, I can't think of a, and I don't want to call anybody out anyway, um, but if your name doesn't pop, 
people aren't going to even look twice at you. Right. And there, you know, I think still, even if you're a tribute band, you can do something um, deeper. It doesn't have to be just um, so uh, out front. Right. Like, just reading the name doesn't mean you have to know right. who that is. Um, I was in a Stone Temple Pilots tribute, and I wanted so hard to call it Deathbed Motorcade. Okay. Because there's a lyric in Trippin' on a Hole in Paper Heart that ends with this Deathbed Motorcade. And so I thought, that's a, that would be a great name. And people kept... It's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to make you look. Yeah, people kept shooting that down, saying, well, it... I don't know that that's Stone Temple Pilots then. I'm like, well. If you're a fan. <laughs> right. If you're a fan, that's, that's just it. And, and those are the people you're trying to capture, right, is that band's fans because you know they're going to come see you. Right. And and, and that's kind of where I where, was at with Chapter 4. Like, you can say Chapter 4 and it can mean anything, but for Avenged Sevenfold fans yeah. and true Avenged Sevenfold, they know, oh, that, that, okay. And usually a tribute act also has kind of a byline, too, that says, Deathbed Motorcade, a Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> tribute. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. Well, now you know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, the, the naming of an original band and a cover band, um, I guess it's, it's, it's uh, fitting. We'll, we'll talk about my punk cover band which we have not played since before covid strike 13 um that's from the 1984 book you know the clock strikes 13 yeah and it was kind of like wow that kind of kind of works because in the book it talks about how like you know if, if a clock ever strikes 13 it's all bad and you asked me the other day like right. where did timmy 13 come from i'm like because my it's all bad <laughs> <laughs> you know uh just a lot of bad luck in my life just a lot of just like oh, what what can go wrong what else can go wrong so it just kind of like strike 13. Like I literally woke up and was like, I'm going to call it strike 13. And then Timmy 13 came with that. And then what was kind of cool is that everybody that's been in or out of the band, um, I've always had a solid drummer and a, and a solid singer, you know, Jenna 13, Ryan 13. And then we've got Mike 13. We, everybody comes in, we, right. we just throw the 13 at the end of their name. So if you were ever to come and see you, now you're John 13. Like it just, that's just how it works. So, it, but it's not always that easy. Like, sound too much like a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I we, grew up I mean, Catholic. We, I'm sure we could come up with something, right? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So, what? How would you suggest? What? What's? I I wouldn't even know how to begin to suggest. Uh, yeah, you could just that. keep making lists, and sometimes don't, uh, don't use name generators. Oh no, I, they're always. I didn't even know there was such a thing, but uh, on the on the interwebs, yeah, <laughs> Google I use AI now to just. <laughs> create your whole entire persona i don't know right but um yeah i i guess i still consider myself old school and i'd have to pause the cassette and rewind to say what the hell did he just sing there for people that don't know cassettes are these little old <laughs> <laughs> but yeah now you just uh quick google search type in the name of the song and lyrics and there they are yeah i i actually like the I like the idea of sitting down and writing the, writing it down. Yeah, I think it helps to memorize, too. Yeah, well, If you uh, actually yes. write it out by hand, it helps you learn it better than just reading it. Well, and, and as you're writing it down, too, especially man, like you can visualize, right? Mm -hmm. Visualize that banner. Visualize people screaming. Like, I... I choosing names is not the easiest thing in the world. It's, it's, no, it's not. And sometimes, you know, it... 
you can kind of be lighthearted about it and just say, we will make this name be what it is. Right. I mean, the name Pearl Jam is like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Is you know, They used to say it was his grandma's hallucinogenic <laughs> jellies that she made. And that's not true. But, you know, everybody knows it now and it's just, it is what it is and it's great. Uh, I used to be in a band years and years ago with our Ziggy's All-Stars house drummer, Brandt. And it was called White Squirrel. And everybody thought, that is the stupidest name. What? And, you know, they'd send us pictures of albino squirrels every time they saw it. I saw an albino squirrel in my backyard. I'm like, it's not truly a white squirrel unless it has black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no. But it, but, it, but it also created interactions. Right. And you know. we, you know, because we're sitting around trying to think up names. And, you know, it's Okay. Let's go through all of these um, names of bands that we like. And at the time, you know, we're talking about, you start listing off all of these bands and it just became, there's so many bands with the color white in it. You know, there's yeah. White Lion and White Snake and Great White and right. all of these others. And uh, our guitar player just said it in this tough voice, white squirrel. And we just cracked up laughing because, you know, it's all of these bands are like these tough, 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 a shark and a lion. Have you ever a, seen a pissed off squirrel? Right. So we're like, <laughs> white squirrel, that's where it's at. Seems pretty cool. And that's, and that's just it. Is So you guys had fun with it. Right. And, and in turn, you, had, you did have reactions regardless. People are sending you pictures of white squirrels. Yeah, yeah. I got one in my backyard as long as my dog doesn't get to it. You know, now I'm going to send it to you. Just, yeah. it's not, it doesn't have black eyes, though. I remember thinking we, we'd really made it because we were playing this gig on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and like the music critic from the Pioneer Press happened to be there. Nice. And so he wrote up a bit about the band and he was like, yeah, real great band. Worst name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, um, I bet you, okay. I bet you he, he better than being the other way around, I guess. But he still remembers you today though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's better than hearing worst band I've ever seen, but the greatest name. I, I think I would rather have the, the other. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, take, take time. Don't, I, I always say like, that's not something you want to rush, you know, unless you have something that is stellar, but I mean, like, take your time. Think about it. Yeah. Pearl, imagine, Jam imagine, wasn't Pearl Jam when they first started playing, they were Mookie Blaylock. Oh, well, I mean, how many names did Guns N' Roses go to before they became yeah officially Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Rose. Oh, yeah. LA Guns. LA Guns. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely important. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's 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 kind of a lot that goes into starting a band, and and not just starting, but you know, joining a band, and you can do it at any age. I mean, we're we're right. seeing people at the jam that are coming out that are in and between mine and your age, playing uh, right. And the, you know, they it, it decided that. Uh, I mean, that's actually how I met my wife. Is you know, she decided that she wanted to learn how to play drums, and she walked. You know, she came to the store that I was working at. And, uh, she doesn't drum anymore, which yeah. is fine, but it's never, you're never too old. Right. You're never too old. And, and that's you, just it. How do you start a band? Well, decide you want to and then do it. Yeah. Do some research. I mean, you got the, the Google machine. Uh, that's a 
It's a big helper. YouTube's a big helper. I mean, there's YouTube videos on everything, including this one now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, starting a band is really just that spark that yeah. gets everything going. It's like this show. Here's our first episode here. So Absolutely. Is, uh, we don't know what it's going to be, um, you know, down the line. God nope. willing, we're still doing it down the line. But um, just like a band, you don't know what it's going to be, but start and learn yeah. and find out and see what it takes. Go out to shows. Yeah. And when you go out Watch to what shows, people are doing. get there early. Yes. See what happens, how much work they put into getting set up. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much that goes into it. As a singer, I got to say this too. I hate the damn memes. <laughs> As that's the drummer a, who also does that, sound and that, lights, let's say I the singer the just memes. walks in with his microphone because uh, nowadays I had to cart around our uh, in ear monitor rack. Ah, uh, yeah. And, you yeah, know, I you've do got all banners to set up and you've got you know, whatever else, it, you know, that goes along with it if you're playing. You know, you're going to be playing a tambourine or maracas or you're going to be uh, using a megaphone or whatever. <laughs> All these other elements, you know, I, uh, I've i got a crossover jam-packed full every time I went to a gig. Right. And, you know, I wasn't just setting my microphone down. <laughs> well, and that's true. That's absolutely true. But like for, for like me, for my band, if I know that I have to do everything and our show, say, starts at, let's just say, seven. I'm getting to the place at two o'clock because I have to set up my drums. I have to set up all the speakers, the lights. I also run everybody's in ears. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you got it all. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of work. That's why you got that big truck out there. Oh, that truck. That's my baby. <laughs> and yeah, she pulls the trailer like it's nothing. Um, but understand it's, it's a commitment. It is a commitment. I mean, you get these shows books. I mean, Right. You got to hold true to what you say because if you screw up on one or two, you know, the, the, these bars are not going to want to call you back, you know, so make sure that you're you're holding up your end and you're doing what you're, you're saying you're going to do. Know that you have to practice. Right. It's a lot of commitments. You, mm -hmm. you have a commitment to your, your bandmates, yep. first of all, you know, you're going to show up. You're not going to be wasted and fall off stage oh, in the so, first song. And that's a whole other episode in itself. But also, you know, yeah, you, you're right. You have a commitment to the bar. Mm -hmm. You know, you're there to sell drinks as much as they are. Absolutely. So make sure that you are um, bringing in the money for them. Yeah. You have advertise, a advertise, advertise. To, yeah, the fans, the people that are coming in, put on a good show, yeah. make them entertained. And we'll talk about all that in our, our next episode, which is actually marketing. But I mean, and also, you know, you think, talk to your, if, if you are uh, involved in any kind of relationship at home, I mean, talk to your spouse, your loved one at home, and let them know like, hey, this is what we're doing. Make sure they're on board too. Because if they're not, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. I know I've seen it. Breakups happen. <laughs> Divorces happen. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a commitment. It is a commitment, and I mean, if you are truly passionate about this or and truly love what you're doing, you know, you, it's better to have that support system uh, because it's it's going to be easier. It's going to be a whole lot easier for you if it's if it's somebody who's not supporting you and it's just going to be mad at you every time you get home. <laughs> Life's going to suck. Um, be clear. Be precise about what you want, about what you want to do, whether you're joining a band, whether you're starting a band, know what you want and, and find it. 
take your time. Don't rush it. Right on. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm. Know your role. <laughs> know what you're doing in that band. You know. Yeah. Know what you bring to the table, and and show what you bring to the table. Yeah, and just communication in any kind of relationship is always key. Whether it's a romantic relationship or a band, you have to mm-hmm. communicate how you're feeling about certain things. Absolutely. Sure you can talk through the difficult things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that that's um, that's where we're at at the, uh, the, the, the episode 101, starting the band and joining the band. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about the stage and hinge and, and, and opportunities we have for, for different businesses, different right. where large we, restaurants. Where we're looking to go. Um, last year, very last day of the year, in fact, we, we, this is when we kicked off and we started the award system and, or the award show, you know, that's, uh, that's a whole thing that we want to kind of build up to again this year. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll have to talk about what that looks like. Um, but again, that all goes into the live shows and the live things. Um, you want to talk a little bit about what we're, what we're looking for, what we're, basically spot sponsorship opportunities yeah absolutely i mean and what we're looking here to do is to partner with a lot of um, businesses um whether you're uh, a brand a product mm-hmm. or you any uh, any energy drinks <laughs> whether yeah and especially you know the um, the bars that we work with as bands um we want to drive traffic to you like I said at the beginning, we're here to help grow your audience. Right. And that's not just bands. That's your bar, your restaurant. That's absolutely your establishment. And so where I see this going, I see this um, really taking off. Mm-hmm. And I think, That's our goal. Uh, right. <laughs> that the advertising partnerships that we can have with this can really benefit the places we're working with. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it helps us too because uh, it sustains us. Right. You know, we can't, uh, as much as we love the things we're talking about, we can't uh, afford, especially with all this equipment you've got here, <laughs> keep doing it for free. It's not cheap, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in working with us, we have different levels. Um I go ahead and I would say contact us. I mean, if you have our numbers, John, especially, otherwise we do have an email at info at the stage on hinge.com. Um, and that'll be forwarded to the correct person. I think we can put this on a website link too. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we actually have a whole, we're, we're working on the website. We'll have it, we'll have it launched soon. We do have a whole spot for, for sponsorships, um, which, you know, that you could be on it. You, you could be featured on that page. You know, we, we again, drive traffic. That was a great way to put it. We want to drive traffic to you. We want to help you. And, you know, it's, it's helping you help us, help us help you type situations. That's how I feel about it. You know. Absolutely. So. Well, on that note, do we talk about our first one or wait until next month? Let's, uh, let's, let's, if you, you, you've got their show schedule. I do. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and give them a shout out. Yeah, our uh, very first sponsor is Ziggy's Live Music in Hudson, Wisconsin. Such a great place to play. Right. I love their elevator, too. <laughs> it does help whenever you got to go to the second floor. As a drummer, I love floor. their elevator. 
Played a lot of those clubs where you've got a narrow hallway up uh, two flights of stairs. Oh, we won't, we won't talk about the one bar because I said I will never mention names, but the stairs. Yeah. It, uh, but yeah. And so Ziggy's Hudson is a great place. Um, I think they really support live music. 100%. And that's what they're, they're all about. You know, everywhere you see it on the backs of their shirts, it says love live music. And, um, they really show that they do, you yeah, know, they I back mean, that up and all that they do. And so as, uh, yeah, as part of, um, their sponsorship plan, we will, uh, talk about, uh, upcoming events that are going to be at Ziggy. So the bands that will be playing there from, uh, now until our next, uh, podcast is released. We'll talk about next Friday night. Well, first of all, I should mention they've got live music five nights a week. You were telling awesome. me that earlier, and I, I the, the one thing that caught me and that I think I might have to go out to one night is the piano. Yeah. I, I love that stuff. Right. So every Sunday night, they've got a piano bar. Every Wednesday night, karaoke. And I think um, for the aspiring singers out there, that is a great place to start. It is absolutely a great place to start. Because... Uh, no longer are you singing along to the song, but you still have cues. Yes. And that helps quite a bit and get you your timing down. It's a great learn. way to rehearse, too. Absolutely. Great way to rehearse on your own. Every Thursday night, they've got Tim Grady live playing piano and singing, and he is fantastic. If you haven't seen Tim, I highly recommend you check that out. So this coming week, uh, Friday... Thursday and Friday, they've got Tim Grady. He's there Saturday night as well, playing uh, piano and singing on the main floor. On the second floor, Friday night, they've got Schizophonic. Nice. A couple of great name bands here. Schizophonic on Friday, and on Saturday, some shitty cover band. <laughs> Not that I'm bashing on the band that's playing. That's their name. That, that is absolutely their name, and it works. Again, it, it, we were talking about name conventions earlier. I mean, you're, you're never going to forget who they are. Right, right. And then uh, following weekend on the 9th, they've got Rough House. Great band to go check out. They play uh, there quite a bit. Nice. And you said they always have food specials, right? Yeah, they do. And we'll talk about that uh, as we go on because eventually we'll do a live uh, broadcast from... Cannot wait. Ziggy's and Hudson, that will be fun too. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a ton of sponsorship opportunities. Uh, again, that email, throw it up on the screen. Swipe. <laughs> Info at the stage on hinge.com. Um, also, I mean, we, we, we want to have guests on the show. We want to have people come and talk about their experiences, you know, depending yeah. on what the episodes are. So if, if that's something that interests you, um, I will say don't be mad if we don't have you or if we don't respond right because I mean even before this episode comes out I've already had so many people saying I want to be part of your show I was like whoa whoa, whoa. we gotta see what that looks like so hold on yeah yeah we're gonna find our way yeah as we go like anything else um I know that our next episode is about marketing and I know that there is somebody I would love to have on with us it's just gonna be if we can figure out scheduling and that's another big thing is scheduling you're a busy person I'm a busy person right you're all a busy people so you know um if we can have them on and it works out i would love because their 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 knowledge of marketing is just far and on they they help me a lot 
Um, I won't say the person's name just in case they can't make it for whatever reason. Yeah, right on. Right um, on. Yeah, you mentioned having guests on at, at, at any time, you know. We could bring in a band to the studio to Absolutely. do something live. Absolutely. Song, whether it's just an acoustic, um, we've got a keyboard set up if you want to. We've got we've got options. The, the sky's the limit for us. Right on. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for for tuning in. Make sure you you or what is it the kids say? Smash that subscribe button. Follow, share. Uh, we can't do this without you. So absolutely. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>